0: You're listening to Discography Discussion, episode 202, Ale Storm. Hosted by Dan Terry. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Did you mean this is when it all went to shit? And Joseph Wren. This is everything you like, all at once. Presented by DiscussMetal.com. And if you are here to drink your beer because you paid for it, then you are ready for this episode of Discography Discussion. I am Joe. That is Dan. It's 2021, ladies and gentlemen. What better way to start the party than Ailstorm? Dan is not here to drink your beer. He really doesn't want to talk about Ale storm. He wants to talk about his favorite country western superstar, Leroy Troy. That's right. Ghost chickens in the sky. I mean that would be preferable. I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna pick a gimmick and
1: stick with it, I think ghost chickens have a lot more mainstream appeal than pirates. But that's just my opinion because uh, everybody seems to love pirates these days, or at least they did about ten years ago when Alestorm became a thing. Uh, I can tell you that Alestorm is a band that I heard one time and I thought, wow. So they just they just do this one thing, huh? And then I went back and I listened to all their albums and I have to tell you, I was like, oh,
0: okay, they they just do this one thing, huh? All the time. It's always Pirates. But it's really melodic at the same time and has some very solid... I can't even end that sentence because it's fucking Pirate Metal, dude. (laughs) All right, well, if that didn't prove my point any better than it possibly could have,
1: uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. Show's over. Thanks, guys. Everybody have a good night. Uh, Realistically, this is basically a power metal band that has a pirate theme. Uh, much much in the same way Amon and Marth had their Viking theme. They, uh, Ailstorm has decided to take their ball and not give it to anybody else and just do the thing that they know how to do. And What do they know how to do? Well, they know how to play power metal. They know how to play folk metal, not folk black metal. I'm not going down that pathway tonight. But uh, they, they play like folksy, folksy rock, folksy metal. Uh, for the most part. But then as they go on, uh, which we'll get into, they kind of start incorporating more
0: uh, modern influences, at least musically, into what they do. If it wasn't about pirates, it would be a very solid folk metal band or melodic metal band with folk elements, like you said. I've heard several examples of this, mostly coming from Canada and some parts of Europe. It's a nice change to the standard dark and brutal as possible, but not radio rock with sing-alongs, even though the core of this is about sing-alongs. It's about getting drunk and dancing at parties while dressed as pirates or being pirates, however you want to look at it. I mean, I'm sure every single one of these guys has
1: downloaded a copy of Quake before. You know, I mean, I'm sure that's happened. But, uh, you know, I do think that, like... This is a band that survives solely on their gimmick and I'm going to I'm going to challenge you a little bit as far as how original their music actually is and how memorable it actually is because I'm not going to lie I had a hard time getting through these 6 records because I felt like I'd heard it all before
0: from the same band. Well before Dan fires up Quake RTX and goes for nightmare mode, I'm going to take this time to say thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. If you are not a subscriber, then you can find everything discography discussion at DiscussMetal.com. We're on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Twitch.tv forward slash DiscussMetalDan for all your game streaming and live recording needs. So if you have an Amazon Echo or a Google Home, you have no excuse. Ask it to play the latest episode of the Discography Discussion podcast, and it will. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. It really helps us out. It lets us know you're listening. And now Dan is going to tell us all about five-star reviews. Hey, leave us a five-star review. It's 2021. You survived.
1: You've got nothing to be upset about. So please, please, I'm just kidding. That's that's horribly insensitive. But I will say that, uh, yeah, leave us a five-star review if this is a podcast that you like. Uh, Another thing that you can do is you can share the episodes with your friends, your family, your boss, your coworkers, random people that you see on the street. Just be like, no, listen, take my nasty earbuds because, you know, we're all going to be vaccinated from COVID by then, right? Uh, So, you know, go ahead and just uh, pop, pop your nasty, waxy earbuds into their ears so that they can hear the greatness of this podcast. That's all you have to do. Very simple. Did you have fun talking about God Lives Underwater with Jeff? I always enjoy talking to Jeff. Uh, I don't know how much I enjoyed listening to God Lives Underwater, but uh, you know, uh, after a couple of after a few weeks of uh, you know laying down uh, on one side and the other, letting all the water drip out of my ears, uh, I feel like I have now avoided an ear infection at the very least.
0: Did you enjoy talking to Matt Nas about KMFDM?
1: I uh, very similarly, I did enjoy talking to Matt Nas, <laughs> uh, as I
0: always do. It is always a pleasure. Matt Nas I, saved the day. The whole system fell apart what else could we do for a centennial celebration we had to have him on because i was
1: really struggling with that one it's too many albums too much stuff that sounds the same and uh i'd like to say that things have gotten better here in 2021 but uh here we are <sighs> talking about ale Storm. <laughs> hope everybody had a good christmas and a good new year you want to shout out our wonderful patreon supporters dan Absolutely. We, uh, we have all of our regular band of pirates with us tonight. Uh, <laughs> and that would include Josiah Heiberg, Luke Robinson, Brandon Miranda, Ken Zapla, Tantalized Fungians, best name ever, Jeremy Prince, Josh Moser, David Brown, Samuel Woodward, Brian Dean, Kiki Kuti, do you love me? I do love you. Lance Allegood the king of metal. <laughs> Alexander, Patrick Asplund, and Jeffrey De Los Santos—the actual Mac—and I want to welcome Jack as well as Tyler Wand. Thank you guys so much for joining our little pirate ship that we have going on here. Thank you for supporting us. You guys are awesome. We started this podcast back in 2017, and it has been four years. And we would not be here four years later if it was not for you guys. So thank you so much. So Dan. Tell me about
0: Alestorm.
1: Oh, Alestorm. Alestorm is a heavy metal band. Let's just say heavy metal band. That's what I, they are. Gonna, I'm not going to call them a pirate metal band. I'm just not going to do it. There's too many genres. I can't. I just can't deal with 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 something like pirate metal as a genre.
0: Yes, they have a theme, but they are a heavy metal band. That's what they are.
1: They are a heavy metal band. They were originally from Perth, Scotland, not to be confused with Perth, Australia. Home of Grave Forsaken. Grave Forsaken. Absolutely, uh, but yeah. So th- this is a. I-, I would say if I had to, if I had to, pin down exactly what kind of music ailstorm plays, I'm gonna go with power metal early on, uh, as they've shift shifted into kind of more of this like modern heavy metal meets like douchebags at a ren fair kind of sound. Can't that be a genre?
0: Douchebags at a ren fair. I think we can work something out. I don't know who you get to play in that band, but we'll see what oh, happens. Just, just go to a, <laughs> just go to a Ren fair. You, you'll find dudes that would be
1: more than happy to play quote unquote pirate music. Uh, so yeah, Ailstorm was originally called Battleheart. That was their band name until they signed to Napalm Records. And Napalm Record was like, We got another band, they're called Battle Lore, and they don't really, you know, wanna use they don't really want you to use Battle or we don't want you to use Battle, so they're like, Oh whatever, we'll just call our band Aylstorm. So, uh, you know, that worked out for everybody
0: everybody involved. I heard that the pirate theme started as a joke. The premise of the entire band is gonna be about pirates. I don't know if that's true, but that is the reality of what you have with this band. They dress like pirates. They present themselves on stage like pirates. They play folk-influenced metal with pirate themes. I like it, it's fun. It's a nice way to change up your day when Dan prescribes Grindcore for five or six weeks in a row. I mean, take two pills of ganglia at
1: night and then call me in the morning. (laughs) Take them once every four hours. I'm just kidding. It's Grindcore. So once every 36 seconds. With Ailstorm, what you have is a band that has picked a theme. They've ran with it and they've admirably ran with it because there's a lot of bands out there that start off super theatrical like this. And eventually go. Well, I don't really just want. To, I don't want to know. Be known for that. Uh, these guys seem to have no issue with with the idea of being known as the pirate band. And you know, you say that it started off as a joke, but it's still very much a joke. I would
0: even argue that they take it more seriously in the beginning than they do as they go. They're always going to take it seriously at first. And again, I don't know that it was a joke, but clearly, it's paying the bills for them. And why abandon the thing that you do that makes the money and allows you to make new albums? Because that's the dream, right? Get paid to play music in front of people, sell records, be famous. Well, believe it or not, the band that they remind me the most of, as far as attitude
1: goes, would be Horse the Band. Uh, Obviously not in style, but just in presentation. And then the idea of like, we are here to have fun. And drink your beer. And drink your beer. Okay. (laughs) Oh, that's going to be a thing tonight. Uh, But like, they're definitely one of those bands that is there to party. Like, you're going to have a good time if you're at a show and Ale Storm's playing. You know, you're going to have a good time. Everybody's, You're going to be singing along to the songs. You're going to be having a good time. And I, I guess the metal elitist dickhead in me is trying to find a reason to hate on it. And just give me some time because I will. Don't you worry. 2008.
0: Captain Morgan's Revenge I hope you like power metal I do like power metal Give me all the Battle Beast and I'll be a happy guy.
1: It's really weird to me because the first time I ever heard Aelstorm obviously I heard Drink. I think that's that's one of the first songs that the mainstream at large heard by Aelstorm. If it wasn't Drink
0: it was Mexico.
1: Right and it's interesting because uh, they had had three albums out prior to that. They didn't really sound like they sound on Drink here, uh, So I was very surprised to hear this like speed metal influenced riffing, uh, hyper melodic, uh, hyper melodic lead guitar work and a keytar. There had to be a keytar in the band. And I think that's that's the thing that stood out to me the most, probably. And also the vocals. And I have to take a little bit of issue with the vocals, because when a band comes in hot like this, you're expecting, you know, these operatic, uh, you know, balls in a vice grip type of type of vocals you're expecting bruce dickinson right but this is not bruce dickinson bruce dickinson uh well he's off on a life lifeboat somewhere you know or maybe he's walked to the plank or got eaten by the kraken or something because now what we have here is a dude trying to do his best pirate voice but still sing metal (laughs) and uh I think he absolutely succeeds in that. Uh, I think there's no doubt in anybody's mind that this guy is doing a pirate voice and that it's a thing and it's something you better get used to. If you're turned off to it, you're going to have a bad time. Uh, and it's actually really interesting because one of the things that I dislike the most about power metal is is the balls in a vice grip type of singing. Uh, I, I actually like their, I like the vocals to be a little bit deeper, a little bit more baritone. And uh, I think unintentionally this accomplishes that, like 100%, because I'm just like, yeah, it's it's darker, it's grittier, it's a little bit more metal. It's not extreme vocals. It's ha ah, instead of, ah, you know, <laughs> like it, there, there's, there, there's a difference there. I hope, I hope my pop fi- filter picked up all of that. You know, like it's perfect. Uh, and I so I really actually enjoyed the musicianship on this record quite a bit. But I have to admit that whenever you start your record off and it's like, "Let me tell you a tale about this guy that we met that had a hook for a hand," and I'm like, yeah, come on, man! Like, do you, do you have to be the stereotype? Like, do I want to do I want to go make a make a uh, make a band about cops? And my very first song is called Donut Shop. Like, I don't know. It just it it seems very very on the nose. And I think this is more just a psychological disability that I have, where I refuse to have fun no matter what the
0: circumstances are. The answer is yes. You have to be the stereotype when you're going to dress up as a pirate. And I don't mean a real pirate. I don't think piracy is a good thing. I don't think pirates are fun people to hang around with. But movies and storybooks and TV shows have told me that they are. They're like the old school bad guys of the world. They don't drive around on motorcycles and drink your beer. They sail around on their ships and drink your beer and plunder everything, everywhere. Keep your eyes on your maidens. The pirates are here. I love the use of the baritone vocals. It sounds less like a heavy metal band vocally and more like a storyteller. It sounds like a guy who's been around for a while who's going to tell you a story. Yes, I know. He says verbatim. Let me tell you a tale. That's not the point. It's not the only time he says that, either. It absolutely is not, because (laughs) isn't that the stereotype? Let me tell you a tale about the ship that we plundered at sea at that time in the Atlantic. I
1: think you're going to find out, as this goes, how much I don't like pirates. Um, I like ninjas, and anybody that knows anything about the eternal battle between ninjas and pirates... Really, dude? (laughs) ...will tell you that we all know that ninjas are superior. And if you think your pirates are superior, you're wrong. Because think about this: when is the last time you actually saw a ninja? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's not that I dislike pirates. It's just that, like, okay, yeah, I think I do. I think I dislike pirates. I think um, you I'm can just it. say
0: it. It's fine.
1: Yeah, I just I'm not a big fan of it. I, I think that I think that the the glorification of being super drunk and like and, and, and plundering and stealing and doing whatever you want. I, I understand why that's appealing, uh, and I I realize why it's fun, but and I don't and I'm also not expecting this band to like give me a historically accurate view on pirates, uh, quite like how you know some other bands might might do things. There there's a few other bands out there that will give you an actual historical document, and unfortunately it's very boring. Uh, so this this goes more for the party vibe, like it's a party pirate vibe. Uh, with power metal. And I think that's the thing thats that I'm not talking about
0: enough uh, on this episode is that this is actually some pretty great a power metal. What I think of when I think of power metal in 2020, I think of Battle Beast because that's where my brain is. But the heavy metal style of guitar, bass, and drums, Judas Priest did it better than anybody. If you can do that and throw in an accordion, I'll be there. That sounds like a fun time to me but I'm with you. I don't think in 2008 anybody thought this was going to continue. And yet, 1 year later, you got black Sails at midnight and Alestorm is still playing heavy metal dressed as pirates telling you a tale. So they're not trying to be ninjas, they're, like, they're definitely all black sales at midnight. I mean, they're
1: they're trying the stealth thing out. So I mean, it could be working out for them black sales at midnight. That's that seems like that seems like a ninja move. Uh, but I think that like this record, I hate to say it, and this is going to be kind of a, re- a recurring theme here. But you know, if you liked everything that ailstorm laid down on Captain Morgan's Revenge, uh, you're gonna you're gonna like Black Sails of Midnight. I mean, it's they're, it, they're essentially the same record. Like <laughs> like like the themes of the the lyrical themes are the same. The musical the music arrangements are different. I mean, there are different songs, but. I'd be hard pressed to tell you exactly how they're different. Um, this is a band that was just like, okay, yep, we got to get another, we got to get another record out. We got the pirate thing down. We can't ever drop that, and we're a power metal band trying to make it uh, internationally. And I mean, as far as I know, these guys pretty much blew up like as soon as they, as soon as they took off as a band. I mean, they they absolutely became super popular overnight because. I don't think that there's a lot of bands that are doing quite what they're doing, at least not lyrically. Uh, Musically, though, this record is not really a progression at all, as far as I'm concerned. That's not to say that they're a bad band, but I do think that, like, I don't really see the growth that usually comes along with uh, a band's second
0: album. I think that they are literally treading water (laughs) right now. It is absolutely more of the same, and I think that's what you need to expect when you're listening to this band. You're not listening to Ailstorm because you want genre-defining execution of heavy metal, melodic, power metal, whatever you want to call it. You listen to Ailstorm, at least I do, when I need a changeup. So it's going to sound like Ailstorm. It's going to cosmetically sound like Ailstorm. No matter which song I pick, no matter which album I pick, I'm going to get the pirate metal. There are some singles here or there, But generally speaking, you don't miss with the band You also don't improve There's nothing wrong with it But we're not going to get the epic Between the Buried and Me Hour-long concept album about pirates You're just going to get another album of pirate metal That's what it's going to be And if you're into it, you're going to like it Black Sails at Midnight Did you like the last record? Here we go again Yes, I did Yes, I do are we ready for 2011? Back through time. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, back through
1: time, uh, because you know they're gonna retread. They're gonna they're gonna literally go back in time and do the same thing they were doing before. Back through time is a little bit different than the first two records. It's a retread for sure. Like Joe was just saying, like it's gonna sound like Ailstorm no matter what you do. Um, and unfortunately, even though they're only three albums in, they they are now generically themselves um uh, but this record i'm noticing a little bit more of a modern metal sheen thrown onto some of this stuff uh so like you look at a, you look at a song like shipwrecked it's uh significantly heavier than kind of the more power metal type stuff they had before but then you get in there you get your accordion going you got your kitar going um and again it's like yep we're keeping it we're keeping it on the high seas guys uh that's the theme that we're going for uh because you just have to prepare yourself For this band being like You know what, this is really 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 funny Like the stuff that we're talking about So let, let's make it even more ridiculous And then you turn around and you write a song called Death Throws of the Terror Squid uh, <laughs> And I don't even know what to say it, It's an epic track It's actually my favorite track off of Back Through Time Because uh, It's different it's, 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 it's a more of a sprawling epic track Which they haven't really done before and uh, I don't know, I, I enjoy kind of the thrash energy that it has in places. And uh, this is the first song I've heard in a long time by them, at least up to this point, their discography, that they don't sound like generic Ailstorm. It sounds like they're actually
0: doing something cool. I like the horns on this one. I like the power metal stereotype of the six plus minute song that has a little more to it than just riffs and vocals. But it fits in with the overall sound. I'm surprised this was the last song on the record. I expected this to fall somewhere in the middle, but it's there. It's the epic closing. Maybe they were trying to set themselves up for this is how we're going to close the live show going forward. But they hadn't written Drink yet, or at least they hadn't recorded it. Yeah, this is this is the first time I've noticed... I, this is the first time I've noticed
1: uh, musically that they are trying. They really are trying to switch it up. They're going a little bit more modern. They're going a little bit heavier, but they're still stuck being Ailstorm. meaning that like they can't be too aggressive, because then you lose your sing-song pirate energy, you know. Um, but I also think that a lot of the times that they're really bogged down by that. I think it. I think it. I think it holds them back in places. Uh, Because they're like, well, this element has to be there or then we're just we're
0: just another metal band. You think there's potential to take the power metal forward if they would just drop the shtick, but they can't?
1: Or like maybe not even drop the shtick, like absolutely include some songs about pirates on there because, you know, you're Aelstorm. But like, I don't know, maybe talk about something different for a while. Like maybe, maybe, you know, or, or maybe even take it completely off the grid and make it like pirates somehow make it their make their way out into space or 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 have to fight Cthulhu or something something along those lines like do something really really creative with it instead of just doubling down on these pirate tropes because it's like every single song just boils down to fighting drinking uh being on the sea and that's it like that it's just it's they could take this so much further and I think that they actually start doing that as they go on um, they're still. I think they're still trying to play it straight for whatever reason on this record, but they are starting to lighten up a little bit. And as we go on, they'll,
0: they'll start to kind of abandon the whole playing it straight thing uh, hilariously. I like this idea, Pirates in Space. So we're talking about Firefly Metal or Cowboy Bebop? I guess it's the same thing if you made a band around it. I think people
1: need to be allowed to... To talk about something without it becoming the name of their genre. <laughs> okay? Like, I'll just say it. I'll say the same thing about Viking Metal and Pirate Metal and uh Crabcore. I'm just kidding. Crabcore's is not a real thing. Uh, but I do think that, like, these guys, I guess here's my problem. Like, it's a funny joke, but, like, I guess I just don't get it. Like, I just, like, yeah, Pirates are cool. Like, it's funny. You're talking about drinking Captain Morgan's Revenge. Like, I get it. You know, Black Sail's at Midnight. I get it. You know, uh, Terror Squid, I think, is a really good example of what I'm talking about as far as, like, maybe them having a little bit more fun with it than they're already having. Uh, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. And, and so it's and so much fun, I guess, in the process.
0: 2014, sunset on the Golden Age. Now, this is what I'm talking about. So, like, before, they were like, yeah, we're a power metal
1: band. They haven't abandoned power metal here, but they're playing significantly heavier riffs. And I don't know if that's just because metal was more popular at the time, or it was like gaining more mainstream acceptance, where they felt like they needed to beef it up a little bit. Uh, I guess so it didn't sound dated. But like the opening riff to "Drink" is probably the heaviest Ale Storm riff ever. And of course, then of course the entire song is you know, we are here to drink your beer, you know, um, it's just, and take your rum with the point of a gun. Like I mean, it's just. Again, it's it's one of those, like, yep, we're going to talk about drinking, fighting, <laughs> and being on the sea. Uh, I mean, it, it, it sounds exhausting to me, uh, if, if I'm being honest. Uh, but they do do a couple of things that I think is more fun. Like, there's, like, weird 8-bit, like, electronic uh, stuff thrown in here uh, at the beginning of songs. Oh, we're going to get to the 8-bit momentarily. <laughs> oh, I know we are. But this is just weird. I mean, you've got you've got Mead from Hell, Surf Squid Warfare, which is probably my favorite song on the whole album, uh, just because it has almost it has almost a little bit of a death metal intro to it. Um, but I think it, it isn't supposed to be. I don't think it's supposed to sound death metal. I think it's supposed to be surf rock. I don't know. Uh, Jeff could probably tell me more about that. Hey y'all. But uh, you know, in, in this case. Again, I think that they would do better if they just kinda tried to do something a little bit different than what they're doing. I mean, I'm complaining this entire time about how the band only generically does one thing. And then your first track is walk the plank. And I'm like, come on,
0: guys. Like <laughs> what are you what are you doing to me here? You know, we haven't mentioned yet that the first release came out in two thousand and eight. What was popular in two thousand and eight? Deathcore? I, I don't know. <laughs> Deathcore
1: metalcore metalcore i'm sure i'm sure rap and hip hop was popular
0: moving forward into 2014 this is when modern metal was starting to become a thing the sound of modern metal the electronic influenced over the top we have this thing that makes the guitar sound the exact same no matter where we go no matter what we do It adds some effects to our axes. Basically, everybody started to sound the same in 2014. I find it interesting that Ailstorm effectively has the same sound, but they've been doing it for at least the past six years. It just happens that they have a theme and they don't really buck any trend. They don't embrace the artificial electronic sound. It still sounds like people playing instruments. I'm surprised how much of the production has not changed at this point. And you're not going to mention your favorite song, Magnetic North? (laughs) No, that would not be my favorite song on this record.
1: (laughs) I'm still going for Surf Squid Warfare on that one. But, uh, you know, Magnetic North is cool as a song. It's not as good as Magnetic North, the album. There's no, uh, you know, RX contender, the pretender, uh, to be found here. But, uh, I do think that this is a step in the right direction, but it's not quite enough yet for me, uh, which I'm sure was a huge concern of theirs when they were recording this. Uh, but like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still at a point where I'm like, this is just a joke. Why would you continue to do the band for this long? Just to, just because it's like, guys, okay. Pirates, you guys get it.
0: You guys get it. It's like pirates. Because someone has to advocate bringing out the rum. Clearly, 2017, no grave but the sea. I will tell you this,
1: Mexico. Mexico's a great song. Yes, it is. It
0: might be the best Ale Storm song. I'll say it. I like drink. Drink is great, but just listen to Mexico 5 times in a row and then don't listen to Illstorm i'm sorry you can't do it well it's like Mexico's a great song just on its own and i think
1: that's what i like about it is it doesn't sound generically ailstorm and the ca- the chorus is catchy and it's it has subject matter that you wouldn't necessarily expect from ailstorm and i think that's why i like it the most you know we're not walking the plank and you know uh Throwing swashbucklers out to sea, or well, whatever
0: it is that you do when you're in Ale Storm. They definitely sing about wenches and they sing about drinking, so the theme is there. But I mean, it's, it's, it's there. But folk influenced
1: metal. Again. Mexico sounds more to me like the Ren Fair band. Like you you went to this Ren Fair all day long and you bought a whole bunch of cool little trinkets, and everybody's dressed like barmaidens and wenches, and it's like this whole thing, right? Uh, and then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, Ailstorm's playing later, uh, later tonight. And then like a whole bunch of people in folding chairs, you know, sit there at night getting bit by mosquitoes constantly while watching it. Uh, that's I've seen a lot of bands that give me this vibe uh, in that exact environment. And uh, it's not my favorite. It might be my favorite Ailstorm song on this record. But I, I do think that this band doesn't have a lot of substance to it. I'm just going to say it like. I think I think they write cool songs, and maybe that's all it needs to be. But they're not a band that I'm just gonna sit there and listen to a whole record. I mean, I did do that six times, uh, but I probably won't again. At this point, Alestorm might get drink and Mexico in into a playlist, and that's about it for me. I think it's a perfectly serviceable album. Like, it's fine. It does all the heavy metal things, but like. When I'm in the mood
0: to listen to metal, I'm not in the mood to listen to, like, this weird pirate shit. See, Dan has to get substance out of his metal at all times, at least most of the time. There are some times you can get a fun song out of him, but fun metal is not Dan's thing. I'm going to say it now. He probably thinks this is some strange form of payback. Like, what did I do to deserve this? No, sir, that would be KMFDM, and we did it to ourselves. Why? Why did we do it to ourselves? <laughs> Why did you do this to me, Joe? If this band had one record that defined the fun Storm, I would say it is No Grave But the Sea because it's less power metal than what they had before. Before, you could make a legitimate claim that the band would sound awesome, even if the subject was not pirates. The only thing that would really change is the vocals and the subject matter of the songs. This one sounds like the band had an international single, and somebody said, you know what you guys need to do? You need to write more pop songs about pirates, but keep doing your heavy metal thing. We don't want you to stop doing that. It just needs to sound more like, uh, you know, um, like you guys were the opening band at some sort of fair. I'm not gonna say what kind of fair, but you know, if, if you guys wanna show up and you know do the thing that you do people might want to hear more singles and less heavy metal stereotypes does that make any sense guys you don't have to stop dressing as pirates don't worry
1: and then they responded with 2020's curse of the crystal coconut because at this point if you haven't figured out that this is just supposed to be hilarious then you know you're you're, you're coming at it the wrong way uh Curse of the Crystal Coconut is a stupid name for an album that is utterly ridiculous in in every sense of the word. Not ridiculous time signatures or ridiculous, uh, you know, brutality or anything, but like it's almost one of those things where this seems to be the first record where they seem to be striking back a little bit at the haters. You know, hey hey me, um, <laughs> they're like, we don't care. We're having we're having a great time doing this. Um, in an interview with uh, Metal Injection, uh, the lead singer, Chris Baus says, uh, I think uh, on this album it comes across pretty clearly in the lyrics that we don't care what people think. We know there's loads of people out there who love what we're doing, so if you hate it, uh, we really don't care because we do what we want to do and it's working for us. And honestly, like that's the most honest answer you can give. Dude, it's not our fault that we recorded these because we thought it was hilarious and a bunch of people bought it and then demanded that we make more. So... It's it's kind of on you. You don't have to listen to it. You don't have to like it. Um, and I like to think that I fall somewhere in the middle on that. In that I don't really love what they're doing, and I don't really think it's that funny anymore. Uh, it's it's getting a little tedious at this point, six albums in. Uh, but at the same time, it's working for them. They continue to do well, um, and it's okay to have fun. Is what I told my therapist recently. It's okay. <laughs> It's okay to relax and have a good time, and uh, you know I've been saying this about for how pirates. many years? Yeah, and and you know, sing songs about pirates, but this song they really they really kind of come out swinging on the fans. Um, Zombies ate my pirate ship is hilarious. Absolutely, pirate Scorn is hilarious. Shit boat is hilarious. Um, it's just amazing. It's amazing, and and I, I love the fact that they. Instead of, like, being the sensitive artist types that were like, oh, we don't want to do this anymore because we don't want to be known for yada yada. They're, like, leaning into it so hard. And they're like, yep, this is exactly Oh, You hate us because of this? Well, this is awkward because we've got, like, 15
0: more albums of this in us. Aren't you glad we're talking about it now when they've only got six? I'm glad we're getting it over with, yes. (laughs) I'm here for pirates. I'm here for metal. I get more of that. The record does its job. I think a lot of listeners who would consider themselves serious metal fans, even they have new records to look forward to. If you're a fan of this band and they just released Curse of the Crystal Coconut, you are looking forward to a new album by Alestorm. I'm not going to pick this one up day one. I definitely did not, but I have since purchased it. It wasn't a priority because I knew what I was going to get and... From a fan perspective, I'm glad they're still doing the exact same thing. Critically, I like that they laid back a little bit. It sounds less serious than it has in the past. I think No Grave But The Sea was a lot more here are the rock songs and less metal. This one, they lean into the rock. I can't say they lean into the party because the whole fucking discography is about party, but I'm glad they're still leaning into it
1: i think i am too i think it's totally fine for them to live off to the side away from me and do their thing over here and it's not like they break down my door every day and force me to listen to uh, to them but i i don't know um uh, they're not my favorite this is one of those hard things where it's like i'm not angry that ale exists but i'm also not like i don't know i'm not like super stoked on it like it's one of those things that like Every single time I meet a fan of metal, that's all like, dude, you should totally check out Ailstorm. They're like legit like heavy metal and they have like pirate theme. And so the elitist in me is just like, okay, yeah, man, I get it. Like it's like power metal. Like I get it. And they're like, "Yeah, but it's like really 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 cool." And I'm like, "Yeah, I, it might be cool, but I'm just I don't know. It's not it's not it's not ringing any bells. This is one of those bands where it's like I don't have a problem with them, but I don't really have a lot to say about them." Um, I think that they did lighten up on this record. I think if this had been what their debut sounded like, I think I might see the band differently because there's no mistaking what the mindset was going into this record. Whereas the first couple that seemed like they were kind of trying to play this idea a little bit more straight than they really intended to. So it becomes more acceptable to you that it's a joke? Yes, because then I'm not going to critically judge the music as harshly as I would something else. Now, if you want to start a ninja metal band, that's a totally different thing. <laughs> yeah, you show up at the uh, ninja at the, at the at the ninja band concert and like there's no one on stage. I mean, they are. There's actually 17 ninjas on that stage. You just can't find them.
0: No one is on that stage. No one plays any music, and everyone leaves blown away. Best show I've ever seen in my life. Final thoughts on Alestorm, Dan.
1: I mean, Ailstorm's fine. If you like pirates, if you like the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, there's a whole bunch. It's a whole series. Uh, if you like playing Lego Pirates of the Caribbean, if you if you go to bed every night reading Moby Dick and Treasure Island, uh, then you know you're probably gonna really dig Ailstorm. Uh, I'm not one of those people. I don't really dig Ailstorm, but I think it's fine. I don't think you're a bad person if you like Ailstorm. Uh, They're just a band that exists for me At this
0: point That's that's really as deep as I can go with it Way to sum it up for what it is Do you like bands about pirates? Are you a fan of Pirates of the Caribbean films? Do you go to Disney World And ride Pirates of the Caribbean? Do you watch the Goonies And have nostalgic feelings About Chunk and Sloth And the Pirate Ship And the Superman shirt Because I do This band is fun I enjoy listening to them I enjoy not having to take music that I listen to so seriously. I don't have to read into it. I don't have to absorb it and fully appreciate what message the band was trying to give me. It might be unfair to say I get the joke and that's enough, but that's what it is, guys. It's a metal band and they sing about pirates. Are you entertained? So am I. Sometimes. If you're not entertained, the band's not for you. Or you need to lighten up a little bit, Dan. I appreciate that you did this week for at least four hours. <laughs> uh, you know, I do my best, man. 2021 I, I, I goal. Really get this guy to dance because he's not going to dance, people. I'm just saying oh, he's I'm, not going to do it. I mean, I could dance if I want to. But you can't leave your friends behind. Yeah, pretty
1: much. It's it just it, here it is, guys. We're, we're there. What's your album of the week? My album the week is I have to it's it's got a really long complicated name and I've been looking at it. Uh, the artist is called uh, Clever Girl, and the album is called No Drum and Bass in the Jazz Room, and it's uh, kind of an instrumental like indie sort of thing. I just needed a big palate cleanser at the end of last year, and this provided that for me in spades. Uh, it's really really cool if you're into
0: instrumental like post rock type stuff. Good choice. For me, it's Hailstorm, No grave but the sea. Are you surprised? I'm not. I'm entertained. Take us
1: out, DFT. Have you ever been listening to this podcast and wondered why we only talk about bands that we want to talk about? Uh, well, it's not actually true. Your, your thinking is incorrect. You see, a lot of the bands that we talk about on this show are listener suggestions. And if you want to know how you can reach out to us and give us said suggestions, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash discography discussion. You can tweet at us at Discuss Metal. You can send us an email at show at gmail.com, or you can ask us directly on our Discord server. There will be a link in the show notes that will take you right to our Discord server where people are talking 24-7 all over the world. It's actually pretty incredible, and we usually, we're usually we usually on there pretty frequently unless we're asleep at work or otherwise incapacitated. If you ever had the desire to watch the show be recorded live, we do have a Twitch channel. You go to twitch.tv and search for Discuss Metal Dan, you'll find me, or you can make it even easier and just type in twitch.discussmetal.com. It'll take you right there so give us a follow over there i play video games on there and we will always make sure to let you know ahead of time when we plan on going live so that you can be there and interact with us in real time if you want to represent discography discussion on the street you can visit our teespring store where we have t-shirts comfy socks cell phone cases you name it anything that we can slap our logo on that's not nailed down you can buy from us for next to no money so make sure to order yourself a shirt a hoodie maybe some comfy socks something like that and uh make sure to let everybody know
0: where you got it and on that note this has been episode 202 of discography discussion thank you for listening You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things discography discussion. And please send questions and comments to DanAndJoeShow at gmail.com. If you are not a patron, you can become one at Patreon.com forward slash Discuss Metal. We have some sweet perks. Give me your money. $1 a month gets you into that exclusive album review feed.